0: are listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider. night
1: our was still
0: there. Brandon Jaggers.
1: So say, say, does that, that
2: star spangled banner still flare?
0: And me, Cece Broadus.
2: Or, or the uh, something,
0: something of something the free. And, and the uh, home of the, the Auxiliary Gate. Big problem. Welcome to episode number 112 of the Auxiliary Gate podcast. I'm C.C. Broadus. I'm joined by the effervescent, Alan Schneider.
2: Uh, I don't get effervescent much. Uh, Have I appreciate I used that it. Before? I think I've
0: used that before. Yeah, 112.
2: I've, there's so always adject- so many good adjectives you use about me anyway. So, I mean, if you use it a couple of times, I'll take it. I'll take whatever compliment I can get. I think that's a compliment. Yep. So, use Brandon, it again on episode 113. I don't care.
0: I will. Brandon Jaggers is not with us. Uh,
2: I mean, he's still alive. He he's not 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 with us. You know, like
0: yeah, yeah. in spirit, right? But right now, did I understand right? He's he's taking is he taking a Lamaze class right now? I think
2: it was a Lamaze class. Yeah, it's like that's. I had two children. I I never took any Lamaze class. I didn't see the but Whatever
0: is that? That's so they can teach you how to breathe, right? When you're.
2: I think so. I think so. But I think he's doing something of that, that nature. Sounds like okay. fun. Sounds like fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, better him than me. He's he's more cut out for that task than I am. <laughs> no, he's, he's not going to deliver the baby, but some doctor. No. But anyway, all right. So we closed out Churchill Downs over the weekend and, uh, resounding win by Olympiad in the Stephen Foster Stakes, uh, attended a hot pace and then drew away and held off a late charge from uh, American Revolution with Louis Saez aboard but Olympiad stamped himself as one of the top older horses in the country.
2: Oh, uh, you know, you're going to look back at this race, and we all knew that was the horse to beat, right? We all knew it. And the, the one of the good things about the race was, I guess, if you're a heavy bettor and you like betting uh, logical favorites who technically were probably overlaid, I mean, honestly, it looked like Olympiad was overlaid. Because of the presence of Mandaloon. I don't you know, I think what what did Olympia pay? 65, to, five, seven to five, something like that. You're gonna look back and think, wow, that's that's an overlay against uh, against that field. Mandaloon was Mandaloon got tired of chasing Olympiad. Olympiad was too strong. It, uh, Olympiad broke Cattle River on the league, and then Mandaloon gets was got caught in chase. well, just could not keep up with a horse that powerful. And you're gonna look back and think seven to five on that horse come November at Breer's Cup class. It's like I I took I, let the horse go away at seven to five against those horses. It was uh the horse runs the same race every time, and it gets the same trip. He makes his own trip. That's uh, that's not like he's benefited from a perfect trip. You know, a good horse is making his own trip, and he certainly did. And he is a force to be reckoned with come November.
0: Amanda Loon is the Kentucky Derby winner, the the uh, 2021 edition. Two races in a row that he didn't fire. Uh, you know, he, he ran that big, uh, big race back in the winter at, at fairgrounds, beating Midnight Bourbon. And then he, he was up the track in Saudi Arabia, had a big break and he comes back and he, he just didn't fire. He, he was, uh, chasing, um, Olympiad early and, and, and there was nothing left in the drive. What what do we make of the effort of Mandalorian?
2: I wouldn't give up on, I, mean, I did not like Mandalorian in that spot. I didn't, uh, particularly the price he was going off at. That said, I wouldn't give up on the horse in that, uh, because it, it's the race coming back from Dubai, where from, from the over Saudi Arabia, as we, we always hear. I, I do think part of his effort, and I don't hear anybody say this is that he went after Olympiad on the turn and he got caught in chasing. Olympiad had too much left. I think give this horse another chance down the road somewhere else where he doesn't have to chase a horse like Olympiad who has a perfect trip and who's just, is just sitting on, on a powder keg. Where he gets caught and chase him, I think that's part. I think that hurt Mandaloon more than anything else. He was chasing a powerful horse down the stretch uh, on the turn. So I would not give up on Mandaloon yet. I'm not. I didn't like him in this spot. Doesn't mean I won't like him down the road.
0: Now the 2020 Kentucky Oaks winner, uh, She Dares the Devil, came back to win the Florida Lee handily, Uh, beat uh, Super Quick, who'd run just an unbelievable race at Pimlico. On, uh, Preakness Weekend, but, uh, yeah, she dares the devil stamping herself as probably the, uh, maybe a top five mayor in this country.
2: Yeah. I think, I think her, her, and I've been guilty of it. I had, uh, diminished her accomplishments. Now that said, I, I saw people didn't like that horse in that spot. how, how could you not? That horse got bets of like co-favoritism with Pauline's Pearl. It's come off a terrible effort and, uh, Pauline's Pearl. It has the look of a horse who was never really that good, but all of a sudden got good briefly and hit a peak performance and then showed you last time she was tailing off at like one to 20. And I, I did not like that horse in that spot at all. I think some people did. I was, I was a little shocked by that. Uh, she dares the devil is for horses. Absolutely. Loves Churchill downs on top of everything else and super quick. who's was a really nice race horse. Got the absolute perfect setup. Got the lead all by herself. Set reasonable fractions, and just could not. She dares the devil went better like when went by her like butter. I mean, knock. She dares the devil if you like to, but I thought that was impressive effort.
0: Rattle and Roll came back to win the American Derby on dirt. First time he's been in the winner's circle for a long time. He he's going to possibly run in the Indiana Derby on Saturday evening. Amazing, uh, ain't it? Yeah, I hope I hope that he he's got a shot there. That race didn't really, in my opinion, didn't come up all that tight. T- uh, tough, you get yeah. Uno Ho and uh, Best Actor from the Cox Barn. King Ottoman's not, nothing, doesn't scare me. Trademark from the Vicky Oliver Barn. Yeah, so uh yeah, Rattle don't and don't Roll in
2: the Indiana Derby. Yeah, you know it, it's funny. Uh, he's coming back quickly, but again, this goes back to oh, this horse isn't that good. This horse isn't that good. Sometimes you put these horses in a position to where they can take advantage of bad fields, right? Or or lesser. Lesser fields than what they deserve. That race, it was the American Derby, right? Rattle and Roll just won. That right. that race got taken off the turf. It was not a good field. But a couple of the scratches made it even weak. That was a glorified allowance race and not a good one. So Rattle and Roll had the class in there. And you're think, well, now he's going to wheel back in Indiana Derby, which is a grade three, I want to say. I mean, it's, it sounds rough, but that field's not very good either. Uh, Rattle and Roll was may, may knock off two big purses in a row and still not be, you know, that spectacular racehorse but you put yourself in a position uh to win those races when they come up like that so i, I don't think the Derby is anything that much to look at do you
0: no i in fact i thought uh the indiana oaks may have come up stronger interstate daydream is entered in that spot oh, yeah definitely i think she might actually win the derby uh but uh yeah I, if you're playing that night i think that might be a single at uh, very very short odds but mm-hmm. uh uh we can't go any further. We've got to mention the uh the impressive, breathtaking, maiden breaking performance by Damon's Mound from the Michelle Lovell barn. This horse uh, broke slowly on a track that seemed to favor speed, won six furlongs, and ranged up on the outside turning from home and just blew the doors off everybody. One by uh, ten links probably. I never twelve did and see pun- twelve, it and, twelve half. and a half. I didn't see the final margin, but, uh, sub, sub 110, I think it's 109 and change. And, uh, this horse, uh, this horse uh, looked special to me. Now I, I will say he didn't beat much. Agreed. No I don't think there was much in there, but the way he did it was just in, incredible because he broke slow and he spotted the field. You know, he didn't spot him that much, maybe two links or so, but, uh, that was, uh, as good as an effort as we've seen, uh, this side of Gulfport.
2: We make, so, yeah, we make no, we, we don't hide the fact that we, uh, jock Michelle. She's that good of a person. And yeah, we tout her a lot. Uh, but to, we're gonna, we're happy for her because it is her horse. But putting our bias aside, that was incredible. That was simply an incredible effort by a first time starter, material first time starter, going six furlongs, which generally speaking, the church, were the better ones run at the end of the meet. And Michelle had told us that this horse was good. I don't think she even, after speaking her after the race, even she didn't realize the horse was going to put forth an effort like that. That was that, as CC mentioned, that horse broke slow. It didn't rush up. You want to say that he got into contention, but he didn't rush up. He did it on his own, right? And then when on the turn for home. The horse widened at will down the stretch. Gabriel Sias never touched him with the whip. If they had, if you watch that replay, if you watch the gallop out. And I don't hear anybody saying anything about, about Gallop Out. I really don't, don't care what you think about Gallop Out. That's unimportant to me. Uh, if that race had been seven furlongs, that horse would have won about 20 lengths. That's, I mean, if you watch the Gallop Out, that horse would have won by 20, another furlong. The sky is the limit. Let's hope that she gets to keep the horse as of now she has. And the offers are rolling in. But... Uh, this horse could easily go up to Saratoga and do damage. This horse could easily stay together and things work out. This, there's there's no telling how good this horse can be. I mean, I think you feel the same way, right?
0: Oh yeah, it looks like uh, you know his ability to rate is is key. If he can yeah. rate, you know, races like the Hopeful or the you know if they wanted to ship out west, Del Mar Futurity, Champagne Stakes, anything like that would be right up his alley. And then you find out if he can go two turns.
1: Yeah,
2: we don't we don't know her plans yet or whatever. And we like say this. You know, everything's up in here right now and stuff, but, uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's a nice, it's a nice position to be in, right? Going into, going into the late summer and going into fall.
0: Yeah. Well, you think of all these owners that have two year olds that their trainers are telling maybe they didn't pan out and they're looking for a, for an addition to the stable. And, you know, with, with, what do you pay for a two year old like this? One million, two million, three million?
2: There's no, you know. t- I, I don't know. This, this time of year, I could see even more. I mean, it's just, I mean, cause the horse, it just it did it at six furlongs and acted like you wanted more. Right. So
0: yeah. And
2: you're right. I mean, there is one little concern that that field looked so- solid initially, but maybe she broke, maybe that horse just broke the hearts of all of them. I, I don't know. But uh, at the end of the day, that old cliche of racehorse time—that's a first-time starter that just went sub one ten, yeah—and uh, and did it in hand without you know.
0: The son of Gervin, the Florida stallion, right now he won the Haskell Invitational. I think he won the Louisiana Derby, yeah,
2: uh,
0: a few years ago for Joe Sharp. But the not a not a heralded stallion by any stretch. But it, his fees going up,
2: right? I yeah, mean, he's he's, he's got he's,
0: another winner that uh, that's. That, Came out pretty fast too, so I got a feeling they'll be shipping him to Kentucky, and he'll be living here for a few. For, What's for his the, stud fee right now? Like
2: six six thousand. That's not much.
0: Case. It's not much, but and, and and luckily for for the the very few that decided to breed to that horse, it, th- these winners came just in time for the sales because the uh, Fasic tipton has their annual yearling sale, I believe next week, and and then of course Keeneland is in September. Uh, I think Saratoga has one. So, uh, could I talk you into going to a uh, horse sale? Soon? Oh, sure,
2: yeah, I'd be happy to.
0: Have you been to one?
2: I have not, believe it or not. Again, we we go out. I talk, but I'm an auto worker, uh, you know. But I guess it doesn't mean I can't go down to those things, right? I'd be happy to.
0: The only thing is they're on. They're usually, you know, the the big sales Mon- Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, stuff like that, or during the day. So you, you might have to miss some work. But
2: that's I got 25 years in. I. uh, you know, I've got a little. I got you know. I'm ready to retire. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm looking for more work. So we'll, you know, that's like a bad idea.
1: Okay. All but right. at the end of the
2: day, we're we're happy for Michelle, right? I mean, it couldn't happen to a better human being, could it?
0: Well, yeah. It's. I, I'm I'm sure it's a curse and a blessing. It's a blessing that you get a horse like that in your barn. It's a curse that you're worried about the horse every single day when you you know when you Agreed. wake up in the morning and you go to the, go to the barn and you just hope the horse is standing <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. you know because Agreed. you know that's
0: that's uh that's uh that's what uh livestock and bloodstock does they 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 get sick and they you know and they, they can't tell us what's going on with their bodies and whatnot but you you know but this one's in good hands damon's mound is in definitely the definite good hands
2: and the more notoriety people like Michelle and other trainers of her caliber get, because they and we say it all the time, there's no reason they can't put forth the big one like the other ones can, right? I mean, we say it all the time. Don't get fooled by the name.
0: Absolutely. All right. So without further ado, let's get to our special guest for the evening. And I believe let me check here. Yeah, he's on the line right now. So let's uh let's go to him. All right, our guest this evening literally came out of nowhere and turned heads almost immediately on the Kentucky circuit in 2021. His built-right stable, named for the construction and roofing operation that he owns with his wife Lola, can be seen in winter circles all over Kentucky and surrounding states. In late August of 2021, he claimed a horse named Beverly Park for $12,500 at Belterra, and the horse almost instantly started paying dividends, winning consecutive races at Belterra, Thistledown, keeneland and churchill dams by my count beverly park has won 14 races since the claim in late august so we're going to finally get to know the man behind the success of built right stables and top runners such as beverly park sir alfred james Kadri and many many more we welcome norman cash to the podcast otherwise known as lynn cash mr cash how are you doing sir very good thank you yeah you're you're too kind in the introduction, well, we're very impressed uh, by what you've been able to accomplish in a short time. Uh, uh, we, we, uh, on this show, we try to uh, trumpet the cause of of the non uh, the non mainstream trainers and owners. You know, everybody knows who Todd Pletcher, Brad Cox, Bill Mott. Everybody knows those guys. But we want to get to know the backbone of the industry, and I think that uh, fits you to a T. Lynn, uh, I think you hail from New Mexico and then you kind of made your way to Colorado at some point where you started your, uh, your roofing business. Uh, uh, can you, can you start at the very beginning and just tell us your story and then how you made your way out to Kentucky?
1: Well, we, we, um, the, the roofing company, we, we follow hail storms. Um, we're, we're a roofing company that after the hail falls, we go to that town. Uh, set up an office and work in that town for a season or two seasons or and, until the work is done. And so we, we, we kind of work different areas, right? Right now we're in Nebraska. We've been uh mostly the roofing company has been out West, but, but in 2011, we worked in Knoxville, Tennessee and uh, we, we, we fell in love with the green of the area and, and, uh, and then it was that that year that we, we decided to go to the, to all three legs of the triple crowd, uh, when I'll have another one and, uh, you know, so, you know, so I'll have another. It came out that I'll have another was, was bought at an auction, uh, just the year before. And it, uh, I don't know. It seemed like an awfully fun thing to do. You know, I've always loved, uh, thoroughbred horse racing all the way back from the, the affirmed Alidar, uh, Duels that they had back in, in, uh, the late seventies and, and, you know, just, that's really what brought us to Kentucky to live because we never, we never live where we're working. We're always an out of town company unless by chance a hailstorm happens where we live, which, which is a rare thing. And so that, that kind of brought, that's what brought me to the area. Uh, and, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, a year and a half ago, I told my wife, you know we're either gonna we're either gonna sink or swim in this thing and and so my sons continue to run uh, the roofing company and uh uh and and we decided to jump in with both feet and uh see if we could make a living doing this and it's been nothing but fun ever since
0: now lynn is has is there anybody in your family uh parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, or anything like that that's been involved in the horse business? No. No see, nobody. That's, that's that's pretty cool because I mean the majority of the trainers and horsemen horsewomen that we interview on here usually it just runs in the family. This is kind of refreshing to see somebody just kind of jump in that's that's <laughs> hadn't hadn't had an involvement before. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh Now you didn't give up the business, right? That's uh the uh, the business is ongoing. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, correct. The the roofing business, Bill Right Homes and Roofing is ongoing. Uh, they're working in the Lincoln, Nebraska area uh, this year.
0: And is it family? Family? Are your you have sons that are involved?
1: I, yeah, I have I have I have two, two three sons that that run the company. Okay. Uh, and I've got you know two of them are on site out there and one of them behind the scenes uh, here in Kentucky also. And I still keep a little bit of an ear in it, but it seems like less and less. They're doing a good job and and uh, you know they're 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 yeah, they're just doing a good job.
0: Understood. Did you, uh, did you work under any trainers before you went out on your own?
1: I, for a little while I was with Kel- Kellen Gorder was my trainer when I was an owner. And, uh, during COVID, uh, because it was difficult to, to get a, a test to, to, to get in to take the, the trainer's test, uh, I worked as an assistant under Kellen, uh, overseeing four or five horses that that I also owned and so and again it was at the time I thought I wanted to jump right in but looking back that was I needed that eight or nine months there to 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 be to be taught and trained and and to get a little more knowledge you know sometimes sometimes I I I don't dip a, a a toe in the pool sometimes I just jump in and uh and and it, it, in hindsight it was a good thing that that i got slowed a little bit there uh so i could gain a little more knowledge
0: uh, if probably maybe the younger people may not know who kellen gorder is he's a uh a master horseman as i understand i've never met him but I, i've known his name for a long time I, I think i think he was involved with um maybe a, like a, a farm trainer many 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 years ago he he, he uh brought a lot of young horses to the track, I think, uh, for, for the big time owners, but he's a, he's a great horseman. Would you not agree?
1: He is a horseman second to none. Yeah. You know, he, some of his horses, uh, bourbon courage, uh, mm-hmm. was one of his, um, um, red Ruby. Uh, was an amazing, uh, filly that he brought along. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, he, at the, at the time, uh, at the time when, when he was training for us, you know, he had 30 ish, 35 horses and, and, uh, you know, and I, I think he's, I think he's kind of doing some layups and other things now. But again, just a horseman second to none, Kellen Gordon.
0: So, Lynn, do you have, uh, I would read in an article you've got two bases. You got maybe one here in Kentucky and one at Laurel. Is that still the case or, or how do you, uh, how do you manage your horses now?
1: Yeah, we've got, um, I've got 25 20 well, 27 stalls here at the training center in Lexington. I've got 23 stalls uh in Laurel, uh, in in there in uh, Laurel, Maryland. I've got three or four stalls at uh um, Charlestown where we do some a little bit of layups and they've got a swimming pool right across. So sometimes we send our swimmers there and then I've got five stalls at Belterra that uh, got a, just just a few horses there wow. Are some of the that run it at, at Belterra?
0: Okay. Uh, so let's talk about your your big horse, Beverly Park. A uh, big fan <laughs> of this horse. Uh, you claimed this horse late August, I believe, at Belterra, and you got him for twelve thousand five hundred. What did you like about this horse prior to dropping the claim on him?
1: Well, he had uh, what 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 brought my attention to it is he won by like fifteen and a half or sixteen lengths in a five thousand. 000- non two. Uh, and, uh, and then as I looked at him, when he, when he, when he came up and he was in a, in a 12,005 non three race, uh, he had some back class and he had some time off. You know, he had, uh, you know, six, eight months, maybe even a year off for, but, but he had, he 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 showed a little bit of talent and then something happened. I didn't know what it was at the time. And, uh, again, I just, uh, you know, that, that 15 and a half length win, uh, it, 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 draws attention. I, when I, when I saw he was in, I just, de- I said, I decided to grab the trailer and, uh, you know, I figured they would scratch him. And, and when I got up there and saw that he wasn't scratched, then I, then I hoped I would win the shake, uh, for the horse. And lo and behold, there was, I was the only one that dropped on him. And so. Wow. Yeah, and so, you know, and I, I look at, you know, of course hindsight now, it's like, wow, what a blessing this <laughs> horse has been. You know, he's won, he's won 14, 14, maybe 15 times. We caught, we caught, we caught a win uh, a week ago up at Thistle, but, uh, yeah, he's just, just an amazing horse. He's just, he, he's just a take. You know, he's, he's never had any issues with anything. Uh, you know, and this is I don't know, he's probably ran twenty seven, twenty-eight times for me, I would think. I, I don't know the numbers exactly.
0: What's been your favorite win with him?
1: Yeah, but, but the one X of course, the 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 one other than there at Churchill. It was in the mud. Um you know, he he won by five and a half. Uh and and you know, when we went into that race I thought, you know, I'm just gonna just going to get this one, this one allowance race because Churchill the, the purse is so big, and then he won by, by five and a half, and thought, well, I better go back and try and get a a two other than with hmm. him. And of course, we haven't got that yet. We 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 broke a, an eight uh, eight race win streak that next you know, eleven days later uh, in a in a two other than where we. Lost by, where we ran second by a neck. And, uh, and so then, then, then we went back, back into the, to the starter fives. You know, the, 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 those are, those are races that you've had to have started for 5,000 or less in the last two years. And, uh, you know, we go, uh, he, he travels a lot. You know, sometimes, sometimes he, uh, sometimes he, he he winds up all over the place, all over the place. (laughs) I think he's ran at 10 tracks this year so wow. far.
0: So, uh, yeah, the starter condition is probably going to last a while, right? Or does it, did most of these tracks run these starter conditions out two years from the, or one year from the day of the claim or two years from uh, the most day
1: of the... Most of them run out two years. Two uh, years? Yeah we've, yeah, we've still got, I don't know, 13, 13 months uh, of, of the condition left. And, right. uh, you know, I, I, you know, sometimes I base him out of Laurel. Sometimes I base him here out of uh, of Kentucky. Uh, you know, it just just kind of depends on on where the where the schedules of the different tracks have it, and which which ones are you know, Sometimes you you enter a horse and and the race doesn't make, and so you have to, you know, do do a little change up of plan.
0: Now, another one of your stable stars I want to talk about is Sir Alfred James. Uh, you, now, you dropped a claim on this horse last fall i believe for sixty two thousand five hundred dollars which was that's uh you don't usually see that in in this neck of the woods but this horse he looked like a dream on paper and when i see that it always makes me wonder like what's wrong with this horse why are they trying to get rid of this horse but you you uh you went on and 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 put the money up and uh you know Everything has turned out well so far did you have any hesitation prior to the to dropping the claim that maybe there's something wrong with this horse and you may be throwing your money away, or was it a no brainer
1: no i i um again he had he had tremendous back class you know he didn't he he hadn't raced much it seemed like he had a lot of time between races, but he had some tremendous numbers uh he ended up running a one sixteen today in the race that I claimed him out of There was a nine way shake on that so so there were eight other people in there, uh, that, that dropped a claim on him. And, uh, yeah, we just, we, we were blessed that, that our number came up and, and, uh, you know, it was a surprising story. I, uh, as I was walking out of the claims office, my phone was ringing and, and I had two different offers within two or three hours that were, oh. that were pretty, pretty big, pretty good sized offers. And – and I, and I thought about doing that and and yeah I told my wife I said you know I just really just want to run this horse this is a really good horse you know this is the best horse I've ever I've ever had as far as talent wise and so uh so we decided to to go ahead and run him and and it, and it's turned out well it's turned out well he's kind of uh you know he's he ran into to some, some real bears the last uh three or four times and so we're kind of uh you know, kind of trying to regroup with them after the last two or three races, but again, I think it's just that there's just amazing competition out there. That uh, you know, that when you're in stakes company, even the even the smaller stakes have just just really tough horses. in them
0: one of those bears you're talking about was Jackie's Warrior. You ran fourth to him <laughs> on Derby Day in a Grade One. How was that?
1: Yeah, wow. That that that's a Jackie's Warrior is an amazing horse. Amazing horse. Um, yeah, he, he uh, uh, again. I thought we ran well that day, you know. But but just uh, you know, just just again out class. But I but I thought we ran well uh, that day, and and uh, you know, then we went to a grade three and and ran a nose out of four or a nose out of third in that one. To oh, who was that? Um, Steve Asmussen's horse. Yeah. Tough, tough.
0: Jackson Traveler?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know and again you know, those those two will probably be both be in the money in the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. This uh um, you know this this fallen. And, and so, you know, sometimes so, sometimes you you look at it's like, "Oh, wow, we've not been in the money," but then you you go back and look at each individual race and it's like, "Wow, they've just been some real bears that that we've caught in them." All right.
0: So uh, Lynn, one of the things that sets you apart from, uh, nearly every other trainer in the game is your willingness to, to run your horses way more often than your competition. You know, Beverly Park being a prime example. Of, what's your, what's behind your philosophy for uh, running your horses, uh, rather than leaving them in the barn?
1: Well, I'm, you know, we, we own all of our own horses. I've, I've got no owner's checks that come in and, uh, you know, I, essentially you know, like beverly park he's such a sound horse um you know if if my 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 thoughts are if, if if a horse is in my barn at the training center they cost me money and if they're at the track i have a chance to earn money you know and and so the the horses that are sound if you if if you take beverly park out of the equation <laughs> you'd probably find that that I, I firmly believe that, that 12 to 14 days is the perfect time. But you know, in, in a, this isn't a perfect world. And so sometimes a, a race, you'd like to say, okay, I want this horse to be on 13 or 14 days rest. But the race that comes around is only eight or nine days in and it doesn't come back around until 30 days. And so you have to come a few days quicker than you like or wait two weeks longer than you like, you know, we had, we had Nathan Detroit just on Sunday that, uh, you know, he ran third at, uh, Delaware. He got trapped in, this, in, in a two other than a, a, a Delaware on the turf, Nathan Detroit. And, uh, he got trapped on the rail and he couldn't, we just had so much horse, but we couldn't get out. And we ended up running third. Well, we put him right back in, uh, and Sunday, uh, in an amazing ride by William Humphrey, a, a bug rider, uh, came was blocked, pinned everything, and cut went to the rail and come through, and we won a, a, a two other that there at Laurel on five days rest. And so sometimes, you know, some, sometimes it, you know, it's in, in a perfect world, everything I had would run twelve to fourteen days. But you either have to, you know, if I have to choose, do I run one on? Eight or nine days rest, or wait until twenty-five days rest. I run eight or nine.
0: Is it a problem to, to for the horses to maintain their weight when the, when they run like that? Especially you know if they're on Lasix. I know I've always heard Lasix uh, eliminates a lot of water weight, and, and sometimes they lose a bunch of weight after a race. Is that is that the case, or how do you? Is there ways you can combat that?
1: Well, and, and like, like Nathan Detroit, again, he won't run for another two and a half, three weeks now. And again, you know, Beverly Park's really the only one that we've ran that hard because a lot of times in that starter condition, um, you know, he, so sometimes he doesn't have to leave it all out there on the track, uh, because he, he is a very talented horse. Uh, and, and that condition, you know, sometimes it, uh, you know, a lot of times it, it's, it's very, uh, you know, it's very good for him. But uh I think worse than I, I think worse than the running quickly, uh I, I think the travel is harder on the horses than the time in between. Right. You know, this this winter uh this winter uh through through January, February I, I really didn't land on my feet very well and, and and I I I put a lot a lot of miles and I, and I did notice a couple of the horses uh, that were are losing weight, and and I, I kind of sat back and evaluated and said, okay, we're not doing that anymore. You know, I was I was I couldn't decide. uh Oakland Fairgrounds Laurel, and so I, you know, the, the the racing secretaries or the the people at the racing office, that would call and say, hey Norman, we've got a spot here for such and such horse, and probably because I'm newer at this, I'd say, yeah, let's run. And before you know it, me and the horse are running down the road wearing us both out. <laughs> and so we, we kind of, kind of stopped, uh, the majority of that because I, like I said, I think the, you know, as, as wore out as I was from all those miles, I'm, my horses were too. And so, uh, you know, now we've, you know, the last five or six weeks, we've really, really been on a good note here. You know, we've, we've, uh, you know, we're, we're up at all. You know, for the last five or six weeks we're up at almost 25% uh win win rate win win percentage you know somewhere in between 20 and 25 and so it, it kind of feels like we've kind of recovered from that from those early mistakes of this year and uh you know everything the you know the horses are training good the uh the my 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 staff is is just amazing the 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 teamwork that they have and, and the care that they give the horses both here in Lexington and in in uh, Laurel, uh, Maryland, and uh, so yeah, we're 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 excited because it's we've it feels like we've got some really good things going and some really good things coming.
0: So uh, I've got one more question for you, and I'll turn it over to Alan. Uh, it's obvious that you're pretty good at this thing, this training thing. And, uh, there's some yearling sales coming up, you know, Phasic Tipton's next week. And of course, Keeneland is in September and, and, uh, you know, a lot of horses there. Is that something that's, uh, maybe in the plan at some point? Maybe, you know, uh, obviously the claiming game has done you well, but, uh, any chance you'll pick up some yearlings, uh, later this fall?
1: You know, um, I've, I've got three here on my farm, uh, homebreds that'll, that'll come on. I've got two. <laughs> Uh, two year olds right now that are homebreds that, uh, that we're bringing up, but, uh, maybe a couple, but I, again, I, I think I stay kind of with the bread and butter with the, you know, the claiming has, has done really good for us. We've got, and, and surprisingly enough, we've gotten some really, really nice horses. You know, I've got, uh, you know, another, another horse that I've got that hasn't ran yet for us, uh, Cowan. Uh, this horse oh. ran second in the Breeders Cup uh you know, in, in, as a two-year-old, and went over to Dubai as a three-year-old. I mean, we're excited to get him, uh you know, to get him on the track. He just claimed a, a Maryland double crown that just ran amazing two races at Churchill. <coughs> and so we've got, um you know, we've got, even though you think claiming, you just get claiming, you just put them right back in and right back in. You know, surprisingly enough, though, sometimes they're just, I don't know. They're, they're just maybe on a, on a plateau that, that a, a different approach helps them or, or maybe they just, you know, you have an owner that gets frustrated, uh, cause it doesn't, he doesn't quite fit their program. And so we, you know, we've had some, some really, really nice horses that we've claimed. I mean, like I said, Sir Alfred and, uh, uh, but, but we've got, we've got others that are, uh, that are coming up there too, that are, that are, that have been stakes winners and, uh you know maybe not completely at the top of their game but but not far off the top of their game.
0: You said you claimed Cowan uh I didn't see Cowan drop into claim when when was that? I, I totally missed that. Did he run for yeah. claiming
1: uh well, Yeah claiming off Steve uh, it would have been his last race, which was a two X or, or or two other than there at Churchill. Okay. I could I could look it up. It was well, it's been about been about four or five weeks.
0: Okay, it, you think dirt or turf with him? Because I know he, he's run on both.
1: You, you know we're 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 keeping both, both open. Both, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. it, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, in, it, at fairgrounds, Sir Alfred was in the one hole and uh, and a horse came over and and hit a horse and put us into the rail at a stake at fairgrounds.
2: We know uh, the horse. We know, we know the, the horse. horse don't we? we know the horse very
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
2: house, it's the house horser at the, at the auxiliary gate. <laughs> it's yeah. just
1: Mike. And, 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 yeah. And anyway, when, when, when the, the, the stewards did take just Mike down, uh, it ended up Cowan won that stake race. Yeah. You know, he he ran second, and so he got put up as, as the winner, uh, of, of that race. And so, yeah, we're really excited about He's just a four year old. We're, so excited about him to get him back, back on. We had to, had to, had, to, had, to, had to, had to do a little, little maintenance on him, but uh, you know, looking probably in about a month, we'll we'll get him back, uh, to the track.
0: Great, looking forward to that, Alan. Do you have any questions for um, Mr. Lynn Cash?
2: Yeah, I got one quick one here. Do- do racing secretaries, do they send you flowers and candy and all these different whatnots because you make their jobs a lot easier in this era of short fields? Uh, are you their best buddy?
1: Well, I, I, I think the racing offices like me, uh, because again, I'm, I, I'm not as easy as I used to be there. Like I said, through the, through the early part of this year, uh, I was really easy and, uh, and, and then I'd wear myself out and my horses out. Trying to get there, and and uh, but but again, I, I you know the I do travel a lot, but I I would rather make the trip or ship the horse, uh, and find a better spot. Yeah, making, you know a little softer spot than than just staying right here and just and just trying to go up against those superstars that you guys named before. You know sometimes sometimes that just that's a that's a tough thing when you, you know, when you sit there and try to go head to head. I I found out early on I don't have the horsepower yeah. to compete for the most part against some of those big time trainers.
2: Well, I tell you what, it's interesting that you the two horses you just mentioned that you claimed you've got to, you do have two good ones there. And you've got a little horsepower there, because again, Cowan is a accomplished sprinter on both turf and dirt. So I'm, ex- and you, as you said, he's only four years old. I'm excited to see that one run, <laughs> and I'm really excited about Double Crown. Double Crown, I'm, a, I'm, a, you don't need my advice, sir. I'm gonna tell you what you do. You wait for that one turn. Someone's got a one turn mile with Double Crown. You yeah, got a no? horse, a pure one turn miler. And those two races he ran at Churchill, they were both good enough to win those races. You got yeah. a good one there.
1: Well, he he's also a, a uh, an accredited Maryland bred, uh, so he'll get Maryland Millions,
2: Shrewd Claim, uh, Shrewd Claim,
1: and 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 Laurel has a one turn mile. They do, yeah. Well, it's I, it's can I invest?
2: Turn- <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what I see sometimes, sir.
1: Yeah, you know, last the- la- last year he ran second in the Maryland Millions, but it but it was a sprint, mm-hmm. and so I I think he's a much tougher. Like you said, Miler, then he was a sprinter. But I, but but last year uh, when he ran second in in the in the the, uh, I think it was a six furlong long sprint uh, there on Maryland Millions Day. But again, now he's he's been stretched out to a mile, and and of course he was running a mile when we claimed him, and so we just left him right there, uh, you know, put stretch him out a, a little bit more, and actually had an amazing performance in that. Uh, and that three other than, uh, there at Churchill on Sunday or Monday. Yeah. yeah Cause he ran second there by, by two or three lengths.
2: I thought that was a good effort. Cause I just, I'm just, I'm convinced this is a seven furlong, one turn mile horse and the two races yep. he, he ran at Churchill. He got beat by two studs. He really found his gear late and he, he looked amazing before each race. Yeah. I, I'm confident. I'm confident, and I didn't realize he's a Maryland Brett. You're going to make a ton of money with him. But, you know, you knew that already, right?
1: <laughs> well, well, I uh, I hoped, anyway. I hoped. Yeah, uh, well, you know, we, we claimed him for 40, and, yeah, so, that, I mean, that's that that was a nice claim, a nice yeah, claim for 40.
2: I think it will be. I think – I definitely. Not that I'm an expert or anything, but I, I like those two claims you just mentioned to us. <laughs> and that actually takes me to the next question. In that you do claim a lot of horses that's right I mean you, that's what you do. you claim a lot of horses, so overall, do you feel like you've been lucky in winning the shakes? Do you feel like you've won a higher percentage than you should have or you've lost a lo- I mean, how do you feel like you've uh how do you feel like you've done in that little roulette game they call the claiming game?
1: You know, I kind of feel like I get a lot of the shakes you know <laughs> uh double crown was a seven way shake damn uh, Sir Alfred was a nine. Um, you know, I had one earlier on, um, I guess she, we, she got claimed away, but, uh, oh, what was her name? Uh, something glory. Oh, uh, time for glory. That was a 17 way shake, but, but you know, it does seem like, like it, it seems like we get, like, I get a lot of the shakes. Like, I I don't know, maybe it's, you know, it's all random, but, but it kind of seems like the sun shines on me uh more than it should perhaps uh, you like, should
2: buy a few more lottery tickets or play bingo it <laughs> seems like the numbers fall your way a little bit yeah no i i i
1: even stopped i i even stopped gambling on uh on horses three or four years ago. I decided I hadn't or maybe i just upped the up the stakes oh yeah, you certainly did <laughs> yeah, yeah but but i but I stopped going to the window uh you know three or four years ago.
2: You're making more money this way. Anyway, you know, do you, are you aware of the Vox Populi Award in, in horse racing? Do you know what that is? I don't. That is a, a correct me if I'm wrong, see it's almost like a fan favorite kind of vote. We have the Eclipse Awards uh, and for all the rich hoity-toity horses that are well-bred and stuff, but the Vox Populi is more for the working man's type of horse. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, CC. And I know last year we, again, Just Might is is the house horse. Michelle Lovell's is a dear friend of ours. And I thought she was deserving of the Box Populi Award last year. I would argue and I'm sure uh, my cohort here agrees with me, you were, you had to be the front runner for that award
1: this year.
2: <laughs> right, CC?
0: Well, that's what the award is meant to be for a horse like Beverly Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it kind of strayed away from that last year, but Penny Shenery, the the lady that owned Secretariat, started the award for this type of horse that captures the public's attention, but I yeah they they keep trying to stray away and, and 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 I forgot who won it last year, but it was a it was a horse that was it was a mainstream horse but anyway that but yeah that's you're you're exactly right beverly park would be perfect for this award
2: oh yeah exactly yeah the number of wins the number of times he's raced the number of times he will race uh i mean I, I there's probably gonna be a movement at some at least some sort of small movement to get your horse that award look it up <laughs> uh, but uh it's fairly deserving cause how many times has he won in this calendar year uh do you know off the top of your head?
1: Eight, I what, believe, eight, I believe it's eight times.
2: That, that's amazing. And, it's, and let's face it, there's a lot more, right? And he's eligible for starter conditions for another year. I mean, it's like, it's like walking around with an ATM, right? It's kind of what it's like. Just, I'm going to get some money out today. This horse can make me five figures. And it's what we <laughs> talked about. We had John McKee on last year. John McKee has talked about this horse, as a matter of fact, six, eight months ago. You, uh, you, uh, you ride a lot of the local guys, uh, John Court, uh, Bayerano. John McKee, uh, what what goes into you to determine who fits your horses?
1: Well, I I um I I really like to you know, I I kind of look and see who's who's riding well, and I I kind of like to stay with the same you know the, the the same riders because I I realize that if I were to go after somebody who was say in the top of the standings, you know I would probably get them. One out of five, one out of six, one out of seven times. And so again, I I mean, I mean, you know, Bayerano and Court are just really solid riders. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, John, John, uh, you know, John, John won this one, one, you know, had a $20 winner for us in, in Soros over the weekend. He also, uh, won on Hippodrome for us there at Churchill and, and, uh, had, uh, had, uh, Uh, double crown, you know, ran second. I don't know if he rode him both times, but ran, you know, just, just really, really good rides. And Beharano is probably about as hot as any rider. Agreed. Right now. He's, you know, he's a little harder to get to sometimes, but, but man, he just does a, just does an amazing, you know, an an amazing job there. And, uh, you know, John McKee, he, he pretty much owns Belterra. Yeah, Yeah, he he does. (laughs) He's 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 the he's the king there, and and uh, matter of fact, he won one for us. Uh, surprisingly enough, he, he won a a five thousand dollar starter yesterday for us at Valterra, and it wasn't Beverly Park.
2: That's amazing! <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> let, let let the horse uh, not run in that. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Hey, uh, uh, are you a baseball fan at all, uh, Mister Mister Cash?
1: You know, and, you know a I'm little gonna ask, don't you?
2: Huh? You know what I'm? Do you know what I'm going to ask? I I don't. You share the name of a famous. Uh, I'm a bit of oh. a pseudo baseball historian. <laughs> you you share the name of a very famous baseball player. I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, but he's just under that next cut. Norman Cash played with the Detroit Tigers.
1: Right, uh, right. had almost
2: four, 400 home runs. Did you know that?
1: I, I I do. Yeah, I did. I I didn't. I didn't see where you were going, but I do now. I get. Oh, I get. I I get asked. Uh, if we're related uh, by somebody at the track, uh, you know, uh, jokingly, uh, m- you know, probably once or twice a week.
2: That's impressive.
1: There. They, they, they mention, the, you know, they 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 follow the name. Uh,
2: you know, I'll tell you what, the good thing is, is you're gaining ground on him Google-wise, right? I mean, he's probably the number one search for Norman Cash. You've probably moved up to number two. You're gaining ground on him. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, I got one more quick one for you. We, it would be remiss for us not to talk to you and not mention uh your cohort uh, in this adventure, your wife Lola. Uh tell us about how uh, she's involved in the in the in your operation.
1: Well, lo uh let me tell, let me tell you about a horse I have first. All right. Uh the name of the horse is Lola Flow. Okay. Uh, my wife is Lola Florence. And Great. uh and and so and and of course we named that horse and and this I tell people this is the most important horse in my barn because when we bought Lola Flow, uh, and I named her, or when we bought the horse and I named her Lola Flow, we had about five or six horses. And when I, when I brought my wife to, uh, to see Lola Flow, she's, oh, she's a beautiful, real white blaze, just, just a snow white. But as I brought, uh, my wife to see Lola Flow, she says, you know, honey, maybe you ought to get a few more horses. And so, <laughs> and so that was the horse that really, that really opened the door, uh, for my wife anyway. And, and, and so, but yeah, my wife, very supportive, you know, very supportive. She, uh, you know, she said, I mean, we, we sat there and, and you know, if we're not, not at the track, uh, like this weekend, we had a family reunion and so we weren't. There, but we're sitting there high fiving each other. She's just as expo- supportive and excited as can be.
2: Well, I tell you what, you played that well, didn't you? You got a few, then you got her interested in stuff, so you could continue on. Well played, my man. Well played.
1: Yeah, well, there might be a little bit of might be a little bit of a salesman in me somewhere.
2: I see that. It's it's good <laughs> to know. I've learned a few things. Take it away, CC.
0: All right. Well, I don't have anything else, uh, but uh this has been an absolute pleasure to to meet you, uh, Lynn. Uh, uh of course, Ellis Park is near and dear to our hearts. Uh, do you have anything running at Ellis this weekend?
1: I I don't. I don't. I've got one Monday, yeah, kind, kind of a, kind of different. I, nothing really fit uh at Ellis and it, it you know, it's, I don't know, it's kind of different. I I think uh uh you know, Colonial, I've got one at, but but it just seemed like nothing really. Uh, you know, they the, the racing office called for for a couple of horses, and one of them was in, and one of them I didn't have any any longer. And so, you know, I I I do get calls from the racing offices when they're they they know I love a short field. <laughs> I don't blame you.
2: <laughs> awesome. So I love the honesty. I love it. All right, you yeah. did mention
0: Colonial. Uh, Colonial opens Monday. Uh, is that in the plans? Uh, coming soon.
1: Yeah. Colonial's in the plan. We're probably going to run uh, colonial probably from both sides. Uh, some from Laurel, uh, some from here, and then. Uh, uh, but so yeah, colonial. You know, it's it's be, being Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It it kind of fits in any schedule, you know, because because Ellis, of course, is the weekend, and and uh, you know Laurel is the weekend also, and so it kind of. You know they they were wise when they did that. You know, they put it, you know, right there in that that eight week period, and then they also go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which, you know, which uh, again I think they, I, I think they get, they get a lot of horses there and do a good job getting horses in there.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, they, Colonial's a fun track to to watch and, and bet on. So yeah, looking forward to seeing your horses out there as well. So
2: definitely.
0: Okay, Lynn. Well, it's, like I said, it's been a pleasure to, uh, talk with you this evening. Uh, we wish you continued success. Uh, uh, you're a very impressive individual as you've built, uh, built right, uh, roofing, uh, to, to be what it is. And now you've got built right stables, uh, uh firing on all cylinders, so to speak. So, uh, but, uh, Lynn, it, 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 I'm glad you, you joined us this evening and, and hopefully we'll see you at the track somewhere down
1: the road. Okay. All right, very fun. You guys are too kind. Thank you. Enjoy. Oh, thank
0: you. Right. Okay, thank you.
1: All right.
0: Bye. All right, that was Mr. Lynn Cash, Norman Lynn Cash, and that was uh that was great. He's uh a fun listen, I think. I, I enjoyed that.
2: Fun listen, I truly I'm not just saying it, I truly admire his honesty. Telling it like it is, right? Uh his approach to things. And been pretty damn successful so far, and like I was mentioned earlier. Uh, Beverly Park is a fan favorite. People do admire what the horse has accomplished. And again, if, if you know how I feel about the Eclipse Awards, I think they're a bunch of rubbish, so to speak. I'd rather see us vote on guys like Beverly Park for the awards. But that, that's just who I am. So,
0: well, you know, we were talking about the Vox Populi Award. I, was, I just looked up the, the past winners. This is going to disappoint you. I think uh, the here's the previous winners of the award. Last year was Hot Rod Charlie.
2: Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: 2020 was Authentic. 2019 was Bricks and Mortar. Uh, then you go back to Winks. Ben's Cat is a, probably a deserving winner of the award. California Chrome won it twice. American Pharaoh, Mucho Macho Man. Painter won it in 2012. Well, I could see that. Okay. Yeah, he came back from uh, laminitis. Oh yeah, that was a you know it was a pretty big deal. He he came back and won a race after that. And then a Rapid Redux was a, a West Virginia horse that won a bunch of uh, races yeah. in a row. Uh, and then the Zenyatta won the first one. So
2: yeah, uh, so in other words, we need to start our own thing. We need to start our own blue collar people's well, choice award. Well, right?
0: yeah, the the people that vote on this probably don't know horses like Beverly Park and Just Might, you know. They're not mainstream, yeah. so that's that's kind of what the, the award was supposed to be for, is the non-mainstream types, but, yeah, it is what it is. But, uh, we'll start that, our own.
1: We'll I forgot
0: to uh, ask uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cash are from Midway. They live in Midway. There's a nice restaurant up there. It's a cool restaurant called Don Jockey's. I've been there a few times, man. That's a, That's a pretty cool place. I'd like to go go back there again, but, uh, yeah, that Midway, if you've been to Midway, you've been there before.
2: Uh, yes, i have ran the Iron Horse half marathon there a few years ago and I absolutely loved it.
0: That little uh, strip right there, right there at the railroad tracks, they've got some nice restaurants and some pretty cool shops. So that's, yes. that's, that's worth your time if you're ever going through. And, and like I said, the restaurants are, I haven't tried all of them, but that, that Don jockey's is worth a try. There's another steakhouse in the back that I'd like to go to. And then, uh, yeah, so that 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 would be uh, that'd be cool. I'd like to do you know, that.
2: Yeah, again. they run the Iron Horse there every fall, and it's uh, we started the area you talk about. The race starts there, and it ends there. So I was really really happy to get there at the end of that 13 miles. So I really enjoyed. I'd like to do it again. Cause Midway's a beautiful town. I pass by every day on the way to work. So I'd like to get back to Midway a little more often. I have friends live down there.
0: All right. Well. Uh, Anything else you want to declare?
2: No, we... I I want to declare, I'd like to declare Damon's Mound the two-year-old uh, Eclipse winner. You know, I don't give a damn about Eclipse Awards, but if, if Damon's Mound were to win it, I'd, I'd, I'd like give a damn for a change. Yeah, wouldn't that, be, that be something?
0: Yeah. That that be be, something?
2: That'd be, that'd but let's not put the cart before the proverbial horse, right? Yeah,
0: long way to go. A lot of Baffert horses you got to beat to get there. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
0: true. And, then, yeah, that's and, and trust me, they're going to be there. You're going to have to beat them. Yeah. mean so, anything like uh, an Eclipse Award, so. OK, that's all I've got. So uh we'll we'll part ways here and uh, we will see you soon on behalf of Alan Schneider and Brandon Jaggers. That is a Lamaze class. <laughs> and of course, our guest, Mr. Lynn Cash. This is CC Broadus reminding you that gambling money ain't got no home.